everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we talk about the very big questions we all have about life and death. And this is a bite-sized episode that we've pulled from the vaults. Enjoy. Now, uh, we have a question this week from Tasha. Uh, here's Tasha's question. Hi, Bob. Thanks for allowing me to leave a question today. My question is, I've had many dreams where loved ones, I have two cats and um, my dad passed and they've come to me in dreams. And how do I know the difference between just a regular dream and the possibility of a dream visitation? Thank you. Hi, Tasha. Thank you so much for leaving that question. It's a great question, one that so many I mean, thousands or hundreds of thousands of people have these dreams. We call them a dream visitation. And they wonder, was that real? Uh, was that me just dreaming? Was that wishful thinking? What was that? It's pretty simple to tell the difference. What I can tell you is that a real dream visitation is very vivid. It feels like you're really in the presence of your loved one. And yes, it can be a pet as well. It doesn't have to be a human being. It can be a pet. Anything with a soul can come through and communicate with you in this way. So it's like a reunion. One of the things you're going to recognize when you actually have a dream visitation, and, and it's, I, I suspect this is what you've already had, is you feel this heightened sense of emotion you know, due to this reunion. Whereas most dreams are kind of disjointed and you know, filled with fantasy. We all know that one, you know, we're swimming in the ocean and the next thing we're riding on a horse or then we're in an airplane, you know, crazy stuff like that, right? These are pretty straightforward and easy to follow. So it's not something that would be crazy like that. You would actually feel like you're in the presence of your loved one as if you guys were in a room together. It doesn't have to be the room that you're sleeping in. And what what you're going to recognize is that you'll remember the details of your dream visitation with great clarity many years later. I've had many people tell me that they had these dream visitations, and 20, 30 years later, they could remember it as if it happened the night before. So if you're trying to compare the difference, you know, a regular dream is sort of symbolic or metaphorical many times, and uh, dream visitation is very straightforward and clear. Uh, this is why they come to us in dreams. They're, they find that it's easier to communicate with us when our logical mind is, you know, not so busy. Sometimes you're going to find that when you're with a loved one, that your mouths are moving. Uh, so that doesn't it just if you if you guys are speaking and you see your your loved one's lips moving, it doesn't mean it's not a dream visitation. It can happen that way. Many times, though, it, you can just be communicating telepathically. And this is what happens with pets. Sometimes they'll communicate with you. Yes, they speak whatever language you speak because it's it is telepathic communication. But Sometimes they're just there. They just you'll just find that you're holding them, you know, they're sitting on your lap like they used to. In some ways it'll feel like memories that you have, but you know that somehow it's different. You really felt like you were in the presence of your pet in that dream. 
they're also very brief and focused. The reason that most uh, people in spirit come through in our dreams is they want us to know that they still exist. They want us to know that they're happy and healthy and at peace and that you don't need to worry about them. Sometimes what will happen is you'll see them in the way that you remember them, especially if when if that vision that you have of them is, you know, when they were sort of healthy and vibrant. But if your memories are, you know, it's maybe towards the end of their life, maybe when they were sick, and these are the pictures that you have of them, a lot of times they'll come through showing themselves to you at a younger age, more vibrant, very full of life. Their parents will be different than you remember. And that is a memory. It's a gift to you when that happens because that memory is the one that you'll be thinking of now from that point on. Uh, it replaces the memory of when they were you know, sick and perhaps dying if that's the last thing that you remember. So these are all great gifts. Uh, it's a great question, and uh, a lot of people have it, so I'm glad you asked it, Tasha. Thank you so much for asking that question. Today's episode is sponsored by Best Psychic Directory. Uh, I just noticed today, I keep saying we have over 800 psychics and mediums. We have over 900 psychics oh, wow. and mediums. Catch me, because I'll probably still say 800 <laughs> from this episode on. It's been so long. And we, yeah, we have over 900. So that's really cool. You can read reviews. You can check people out by location or specialty. And so uh, check out bestpsychicdirectory.com. Okay, we have a incredible story today that I'm pretty excited about. I, I, I really like the story that was told. I just want to say before we get started, I want to say thank you to everybody who has left a review on Amazon for my new book, The Magic Mala. Um, some of the new people, Monique Cahoon, I hope I said that last name correct, Monique, Laureen Speckler, and Leela a couple of those say, very simple and easy to read, inspirational book, read it in a day. I think it's going to be a classic, pretty much sums everything up. And Laureen says, this book is inspiring, so easy to read that you'll want to read it again. You can get caught up in the characters, which are very well written. And after the first page, you'll be hooked. I can see it as a film. Uh, hope so. I hope so. Um, and Monique says, this book is inspiring and uplifting. She also read my other book and enjoyed it as well. So listen, uh, everybody who leaves an Amazon review, thank you very, very much. And uh, Melissa wants to thank, you know, so many people now that Melissa has been doing the show have been just writing just really nice. Just yeah. you guys are the kindest people. Yeah, so. I want to thank everybody for their kind comments because this was, you know, this was a brave thing I had to face and do. <laughs> so, so it was nice to get the feedback and Bob made sure he passed it along to me. So I, I just appreciate everybody's comments and their kind words. And also their, your kind words about my photography too. That yeah. also means a lot to me because that's one of my passions. Yeah. So thank you for everybody. For, for We have the absolute best. I say this all the time. We have the absolute best audience. Yes, indeed. Any other show, exactly. any other podcast. I'm telling you, we do. And uh, we're grateful for you. So 
the other thing I want to say is the Magic Mala, the audiobook is up. So people who have been waiting for the audiobook, there it is. You can go to Audible, you can go to iTunes, or you can go right to Amazon and get the audiobook right there. And we're currently having the audiobook two answers about the afterlife made because we had so much fun doing that. One of the cool things about the Magic Mala audiobook is that an actor did all the voices and he changed up the voices for each character, which was really like, I didn't know they did that. And so it makes it really fun to listen to. It, yeah. it makes it a fun experience. And at the same time, you're taking in the great content that's in it. So, yeah, no, I, I, I we got to give Alan Adelberg. He's, he's an amazing voiceover artist. And honestly, uh, he acted them out. He did. You know, he didn't just he, read it. No, he, he he's an actor. Yeah. He's an actor. That's <laughs> what he does, but he just uses his voice. And he does such a great job. Yeah. I, uh, obviously wrote the book. I uh, listened to the audio book and I got something almost like different out of it. Like- yeah, exactly. And that's what I was going to say is I, uh, one of the things, even people who have read the book, if you're interested in reading the book again, then listening to the audio could be a fun way to take in, you know, cause I think a lot of people, the feedback we get is that they want to just absorb more. So they want to go back and reread it. Well, this is a different way that you can absorb the information that's in it and enjoy the story in a different way. It's kind of in between the book and the movie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that middle ground. It definitely helped me see how sort of imagine the movie. Right. And it's something that you obviously you can listen to on the train while you're driving, you know, anywhere that you listen to audiobooks. Okay. So let's get started. Here's the story by faith. Get ready. It's a cool one. It is. Hi, my name is faith. This is a story of afterlife communication that I hope you'll be able to use. While growing up, it wasn't unusual for my mom to take us on short-distance weekend family trips. Usually the return trips on Sunday were nonstop. But this one time, mom made a brief stop at a convenience store. When she came back to the car, she handed me a newspaper and told me there was something I should know before we got home. She told me my classmate Todd had been killed in a car accident. Todd's funeral was held by the end of the following week. And I'm not sure how much time passed before I had two very similar dreams within days of each other. Although the scene of the dreams were different, the scenario and the message were the same. It's the second dream I can recall now, almost 40 years later. As in the first dream, I was out with classmates, mostly Todd's friends, whom I normally didn't hang out with. As freshmen, Todd and I had different groups of friends. But in the dream, I was sitting in a car at a gas station with this group, talking and laughing. The driver had gotten out to pump gas and all the windows were rolled down. One of the friends saw Todd come around the corner of the station and excitedly tells the group, Hey, there's Todd. Everyone was excited to see him. Knowing that he'd been gone and we hadn't seen him for some time, we all start to invite him over with shouts of, Hey, Todd, where have you been? And, Hey, we've missed you. Todd is smiling, kind of waving as he walks towards the car. I'm in the back seat next to the window. Todd walks straight up to me inches from my face, looks straight into my eyes and tells me with a smile in his voice, I just came back to tell you I'm okay. And with that, he turns and walks away. In both dreams, I was out with Todd's group of friends. Todd appears, everyone is happy to see him, knowing they haven't seen him in a while, and each time he comes directly to me, looks into my eyes and repeats the same sentence, I just came back to tell you I'm okay. The dreams didn't scare me. They didn't strike me as fearful or creepy. 
After the second dream, I felt I was meant to share the dreams with his friends, our mutual classmates. And once I did, I no longer had any dreams, had any more dreams. At that time, I can't say I believed in the life after, but I know I didn't disbelieve either. I recall asking myself, why would Todd reach out to me? Past grade school, he and I ran in different circles. It may have been almost a week after I shared my dreams, another mutual friend, Diana, told me that she was walking along the trail between her parents and Todd's parents' houses, and she found carved into a tree Todd's initials, the plus sign, and my initials. Since then, I've read books on how events and life energies are all connected, and I believe all the chain of events may have been connected, even though I don't completely know why. From mom stopping to learn about the accident before we got home, through everything, the dreams, and then finally to the initials in the tree. I think they're all connected, but again, I don't really know why or how. But it wasn't until after listening to your show that I realized the initials in the tree were the answer to my question of why Todd reached out to me. Again, I don't feel creepy or or weird or scared about it. I actually feel kind of honored and blessed. Thanks for your time. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. And so we're going to respond to Faith's story. What a story, right, Melissa? That's pretty... I know, right? Let's just comment on the face of it right, right away. First of all, you had two dreams. And we talked about dreams in the last show. So I think that's kind of cool. One of the things that Melissa said, and, and I affirmed from my research, that when you have a dream visitation, you remember it 40 years later with oh, great, yeah. great clarity. Yeah, and the details, you remember the details. Faith, you seem yeah. to remember that. What I love about this uh, story, Faith, is that it's almost like a detective story. You get all these different pieces, you got to like put them together, and, and you try to find meaning in them. The end result, for me at least, uh, is there's there's great meaning. There's incredible meaning here. But I also think it's all very surface level. Uh, you know, the more I thought about it, like the meaning is right there in front of us. And, right. and I don't think we need to look too deep into it. Yeah, like there's nothing hidden. There's it, There doesn't seem to be some sort of hidden meaning behind it. Yeah. So let's start what I mean by that specifically. I think that the fact that your mother pulled over on your way back from a trip, yep, a weekend trip, <laughs> looking at my notes, the fact that she pulled over and this was unusual, I, I don't think that you need to look into that too deeply other than to recognize that your mother, I think, I'm just interpreting this for myself, but I think. Uh, she was following her own intuition and she was getting some kind of intuitive impulse to pull over and get a newspaper. Right. And lo and behold, I don't know, I'm assuming maybe it was on the front page because somehow she handed you that newspaper. So I'm assuming the story of the car accident that Todd died in was obvious to see. And so she found out about it. And I think this was, Maybe Todd's way of getting you to find out about it. Yeah. Um, it could yeah. have been your spirit guides as well. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, somebody up there in spirit wanted you to know that Todd had passed. You agree with that, Melissa? Yeah, I do. And I, I mean, I think I think it can be many vari- variables and in, in possibly, I, I would imagine, your mom didn't even know why she was doing it. 
that's how intuition works, you know? Yeah. And she listened and she, li- she listened to that, um, that instinct. Yeah. Which stop. is really cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, so your mother may not recognize it, but she is in touch with her intuition in, in a way that maybe she's not even aware of, or maybe <laughs> for all we know, she gives readings every yeah, weekend. Right. I don't know. Right. So then the dream where you're with Todd's friends. Now, this is a little cryptic for me. I don't know any other reason other than the the reason that you came up with exactly. Faith, <laughs> which is you're with Todd's friends, and then he comes over to all yeah. of you, and everybody's saying, hi, Todd. And I think the interpretation you made that this is something you should share with them. Yeah. I, 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 got, I don't want to use that word should, that you yes, could that's true. share with yes, them that you have the opportunity to, if you chose to. Yeah. And maybe yeah. he'd like you to, but yeah. you know, just because some, anybody wants us to do anything doesn't mean we should. And just because th- those same people now might be in spirit doesn't mean we have to, doesn't mean we should, we get to make these choices, right? They're just people, but they're people in spirit now, yeah. but that doesn't put any more emphasis on it except for the fact that you know how hard it would be maybe for Todd to get that message through. And he chose you, it seems like for a couple of reasons, but if, if Diana hadn't told you about the initials in the tree, we might just say, well, you know, uh, you have this ability to have dream visitations. you, You know, I think people in spirit, when they're trying to get a message through, they know who the good receivers are. They are somehow able to detect who they ha- they can influence or who will pick up the message that they're trying to impart out there. So I think that, you know, he just recognized that you were a good receiver. It also, obviously, there was something to your relationship, even though it was just a friend relationship. At least you. <laughs> to you, right, that there was something more. But I just think I think there it's 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 a little bit twofold, I think. Almost maybe even a sense of not just being the receiver of the message, like you would actually get the message, but also that you might be comfortable, your your person personality may be comfortable passing those that message along. Yes. Now what we don't know, I think you probably would have been told when you pass this information to his friends, it's, it's possible that he tried or even did come through in other people's dreams. Correct. And right. they just wrote it off as a dream, just a regular old dream, not a, what we'd call a dream visitation. So I believe this happens all the time. Mm, you know, I agree. I think I've talked about this before on the show. I believe that if you take books and movies, movies is a great example. You know how movies come out, Melissa, and uh, there's like three movies and they're all about the same subject. Yes. Like right. some really odd subject. Yes. And I've always believed that spirit, the universe is trying to get this story told this message out there. Yes. And they put it out to a whole bunch of people who might receivers, receivers. I call them receivers Receivers who might get that movie made or that book written. And only so many are going to actually be able to bring it to to fruition. fruition. Yeah. So that's the case here. And the dream came through for you, faith, and you recognized it and you believed that maybe it was more than just a dream that maybe he really was visiting you. 
the message, this is uh, almost textbook. This message, I just came back to tell you I'm okay. Uh, Same thing. I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, One of the like five top messages are I'm okay. Yeah. And that's one of the first things that a lot of people worry about, especially people who don't know much about the subject. So what a great message for you to pass along to those people. Now, whether they believed you or not doesn't matter for some of them. Yeah, some of them will. I'm sure it made a difference. It's going to make a difference. How nice. Now, you can call this coincidence or serendipity, How, whatever. You know, we don't believe in coincidence here. Uh, <laughs> we believe in serendipity. And the fact that Diana happened to see the initials in this tree I'm glad you don't find it creepy (laughs) (laughs) because some might think about that. Now he carved out his initials plus your initials on this tree. It doesn't sound like something a freshman would do. Right. Do you agree? Melissa? I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, I think maybe, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like imagining like my nephew who's going to be a freshman. I, you know, if it's a, yeah, it's you know, my feeling sort of is, is if it's like sort of this secret sort of love, which it seems like it might have been since, you know, Faith, you weren't aware of it, um, that that I can see someone just wanting to, you know, sort of express that, but they do, they're doing it sort of in a, in a very private way that's yeah. just for them. And I can see a young, young person in particular doing that because of the just that fire that they have in their gut at those ages, That's you right. know, the passion. But the other possibility is if it wasn't more of a, more of a recent thing that he had done, you know, perhaps he was in love with you for a, a while, you know, maybe a couple of years, yeah, a few years. Possible. You don't know. It's anything. You know possible. better than us. And, and, yeah, that's right. You would probably have an idea of that, but when I said, I'm glad you didn't find it creepy because some people might, but I think it's nice. You know, love is a beautiful thing. Right. And, and even in this case, you know, just because you didn't get together, same thing. There's no shoulds in this world. Right, so right. it doesn't mean it was meant to happen or anything. There's plenty of people who are in love with other people and they don't get together, but that doesn't mean there's anything creepy. We'll use right, that word about right, it. It's, right. it's a beautiful thing. He right. admired you. He saw your gifts. He, he saw something special in you. And to the point where he sort of had, maybe it was secret. Maybe it wasn't, maybe his friends knew, but it sounds like you didn't know that he felt this way about you. Yeah. And, and I, th- I mean, I think it's really uh, one of the things that stands out to me with, um, with this story is that I think there's a larger message in it for you personally in terms of your own ability. And I'll say, I say this not to say that you're a medium or anything, but I'm just saying that I just think it's really kind of cool that you were able to sort of reflect back and see sort of the continuity of all of these pieces. Right. And then drawing a bigger picture. I mean, like Bob was saying, like, this kind of thing happens all the time, but people don't put the pieces together. So I, I think it's really great that you just had the awareness to do that. And maybe it's just sort of this reminder that you, you know, that you are connected, you know, that you are connected in a way that perhaps not everybody is. And that you really, if you start to really pay attention to that, that can be the gift that he gives you is that he gave you the gift of this experience to awaken this part of yourself 
so that you can, you know, just develop it more and use it for your own benefit in your life to have a joyful life. When I started my research with psychics and mediums back in 1990, 99. Yeah. I, I always asked everybody their early story and they, everybody had an early story. And, and a lot of times they would see signs of right. a gift yeah. and then they'd push them away and then they'd come back later mm-hmm. with the exception of those people who had parents who recognized the gifts in them and fostered those gifts so that they would uh, help right. expand them for them. Right. But with your story, you, you starting to have these dreams, you're having these dreams mm-hmm. and, and that's how a lot of psychics and mediums start. They start mm-hmm. with dreams. Yeah. Not all of them, but. It was amazing to me how how often that would happen. It would start with dreams, and then it would turn into what we traditionally know as as being able to intuitively know things or connect with people in spirit, whatever. Right. But a lot of times it started with dreams, so I agree. Yeah, and I I do think that it's important. We all have intuition, and we're all using our intuition. But there's a big difference between using your intuition and knowing when you're using your intuition. It's a totally different thing because we all walk around and we use our intuition and we don't necessarily know that we're being, you know, pulled in a certain direction because of our intuition. So having an experience like this awaken can awaken your awareness to your own intuition, which is only going to help an individual in life. Yeah. You know, again, it doesn't mean that you have to go out and train to be a psychic or a medium because the truth is, is that our, our intuition is for us. Like that's, it's like our foot or our hand is we use it. We're supposed to use it for, for our benefit, you know? Well, yeah. Uh, You know, I always think of surgeons, you know, surgeons who have the ability to connect with their intuition. Right. We see a lot of body workers sure, who, absolutely. Who, who, who don't even recognize they have any intuitive abilities. And then after doing body work for so long, all of a sudden it's developed. It, like it's they know when it's happening automatic for yeah. them. Uh, police, you know, think of, think of a police officer, investigator, investigator, being able to connect with your intuition. You are tapping into a source that can help you could save your life even. That's right. So, a lot of cool things here. We'll just sum up. Your mother followed her intuition. Really cool. Uh, pulls over. She just, whatever impulse it was, got her to pull over, do something different, get that newspaper, finds out and tells you about it. Diana p- perhaps did the same thing. Correct. Who knows why she took that path that day or why she looked at that tree. Sort of the same thing. Might have yep. recognized uh, an impulse, an intuitive impulse within her. And and then you are getting these dreams following them to the point where you have the courage to then go and tell his friends about it. You're now a messenger, uh, medium or not, you're a messenger. And that's, that's what mediums are. Yeah. Eventually. And then you, and then the validation that you received because he no longer was coming to you in your dream once you passed along the message. So you, as the receiver, you know, sort of valued the information and did with it what, he wanted. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Stopped for a reason. Yeah. That's a message to you. Definitely. At the end, you feel honored and blessed is what you said. And I love that. Yeah. And, same uh, here. And we feel honored and blessed that you shared this story with us. Yeah. And I know thank a lot you of for sharing faith. Like yeah. So thank you so much. 
And that's it for this Afterlife TV bite-sized episode. I want to just mention, if you're interested, I have two books out. Answers about the afterlife, which is 150 questions that I answered based on my investigation, 15-year investigation of life after death. The Magic Mala is my newest book. It's a fictional story. It is about a lot of the things that I learned investigating life after death, but it's what I learned about life rather than what I learned about the afterlife. I hope you enjoyed that Afterlife TV episode. I want to thank our sponsor, Best Psychic Directory. This is my site where I've vetted all of the psychics and mediums and animal communicators on there. And you also can read over 12,000 reviews from people just like you who have got incredible readings with these gifted people. That's bestpsychicdirectory.com. Now, if you want to make sure not to miss an episode of Afterlife TV, go to afterlifetv.com, sign up for a newsletter, or you can either like or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or subscribe on YouTube. Finally, if you can just check out my books. The first one is Answers About the Afterlife. That answers over 150 questions about life after death. And my second book is The Magic Mala. Magic Mala is all about what I learned about life while investigating the afterlife. You can check out those two books by me at bobolson.com. That's B-O-B-O-L-S-O-N.com. <laughs>